Hey, VIP listeners, before we get started with today's episode, I want to give a huge shout out to our annual user conference, Accelerate, powered by NetView. Registration is now open, and this is the Independent Channel's most highly anticipated annual conference. Accelerate 2021 will be all virtual and will run from May 18th through July 1st with more than 200 world-class peer-to-peer education sessions, product announcements from Vertifor, and huge networking opportunities. There will also be a carrier week, so you carrier listeners out there, be sure to check that out. The link to registration is in the show notes, and I hope to see every one of you there. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media, at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. And this week, it is a Ask Rick week. So we've uh, again, I want to always say thank you. Let me let me start by saying thank you to all of our listeners and all the great questions that we get uh, popping through, whether that's through the email at podcasts at vertifor.com or their direct messages that I continue to get and I'd love to get from all of you with uh, great feedback, you know, thanking us for the stuff we're doing and the great content, telling us other people that we should be getting on and also asking questions that we can use in this segment. So, so far, the Ask Rick segment has been pretty well received. We, uh, we try to find questions that we think will uh, help you answer questions that are probably good for the masses. And that's, that's what we do in Ask Rick. So we're going to do it. So here we go. Uh, I've got three questions that we're, that we're going to use today as sort of topics for kind of just me rambling on and ranting about what, uh, what I think my two cents on the, on the topic is. And First question, what do you think is an important soft skill for people in sales to learn? So the question basically is, how do I get better at sales? Love the question. Love that it was asked. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three things about it. Number one, and if you took nothing out of this podcast but this, you would, you would have had a successful podcast. It's good listening. It's listening. We are so as salespeople in in any industry, but let's keep it on insurance. We are so ready to talk and, and, and sell and, and just be like, you know, in their face with, with our voice, because we think we need to add value. Sometimes the biggest value you can do, the biggest value you can add to a sales process is listening is really having the time slowing down and giving them the time to talk and hearing what they're saying. So there's a course that LinkedIn learning offers and they talk about what makes a good listener. And basically what we can, we can think words at 3000 a minute. We can listen to words at about 300 a minute and we can speak at about 200 words a minute. So think about the, that, that as it relates to, Listening is hard. It's hard for you to do. It's hard to stop and just do it. But if you think of the way we process things, are you already, picture yourself in a sales situation. Are you already waiting for the next thing you're going to say or are you listening to your prospect, your customer, 
the person that's on the other side of the desk, the person that's on the Zoom with you, wherever you're, wherever you're making that communication, are you listening to what they say so that when you say something back, it actually makes sense? When you say something to them, um, it, it's, it's based on what they did, the information, maybe the input they just gave you. So in this LinkedIn learning course, there's a quote that I've heard a million times, but it's great. And it is, if you ever just shut up and listen in a sales conversation, oftentimes they'll say that was a great conversation. And you'll think, wait, I, it wasn't even, I just listened. Sometimes that's what you need to do in sales. That, let, let me rephrase. A lot, almost all of the time, that's what you need to do in sales. So number one is be a good listener. And this, is, this takes practice. It's not easy. Which leads me to number two, which is always be learning and evolving. Just because you think you're a good salesperson or you had a good 2020 or you're off to a good start to 2021, that doesn't mean you've cracked the code. You can never crack the code on sales. You'll, you'll come up with your style and you'll come up with the way that works for you, but you can always be learning and always be evolving the way you do that. So if you are actually taking the time and energy in sales, to learn, whether that's reading a book, listening to recordings of calls that you've done, having conversations, doing what we call, you know, like a role play in your office, doing things like that. Some of that sounds silly. It makes, some of that makes the biggest difference of anything. So always being willing to learn and evolve can make all of the difference. Because like I said, there are really, really good salespeople. I had a call today with one of our really good reps at our company, Vertifor. We were talking about, you know, I got my cadences set and I've got this set and we're doing that. And I just keep banging up against the wall. You're banging up against the wall because the definition of crazy is trying something more than once and expecting a different outcome. So you have to evolve. You have to try things. And, and when you find something that works, go to it. But then don't just go, okay, I fixed it. Then make it better. Learn more about it evolve your process, evolve your pitch, evolve your, what I like to call your shtick, whatever it is that you're really good at, continue to get better at it. That's number two for getting, you know, soft skills that people can learn to be good at sales. That's actually kind of a hard skill. Cause I mean, you have to go learn it. And number three, be willing to hear input in a constructive way. So obviously we talked about listening. This is, this is a different kind of listening. This is listening to a peer, a coworker, uh, feedback from a prospect or a customer, or just simply somebody else that you that you trust or that wor you work with. You don't even have to trust them. You have to be willing to hear the input and hear it in a constructive way. I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations with with salespeople. And let me back up and say, most of you already know I coached for many many years uh, youth sports, so I picture, I, I want people to do well. My whole goal in when I coached and now when I, when I try to coach up salespeople is to make them better. But I cannot tell you how many times the response has been, oh, I, yeah, I suck at that. Or I, yeah, he, he doesn't think I'm good. I'm not telling you you're not good. I'm telling you that you can be better. So hear it that way. Don't hear I'm not good. Hear I can always be better. And this person's giving me some feedback. Now that feedback isn't always going to be spot on, 
but you need to process it in a constructive way so that you have the ability to see if it's good for you, see if it can make you better, try it out, take it out for a test drive, and then maybe put it into your the way you present, the way you talk, the way you listen, all of those pieces. So just as a recap on the question, skills for sales, number one, be a good listener. Number two, always be learning and evolving. And number three, be willing to hear input in a constructive way. That would be, like I said, any one of those listening would be at the top of that list because I think so many salespeople, I'm so irritated when I'm being sold something and I can see the person waiting for their opportunity to jump in, in between my words. You're not hearing me. You got to hear me. I'm the customer. So any one of those is a good learn for today and enough to make this worthwhile. But, but, but all three of them, write them down, change the way you sell every day, try to get better. And you will see, you will see improvement. You will see yourself improving. You will see your numbers improve all good things. So uh, that was a great question. I'm glad it was asked. Um, glad we got to talk about it. All right. Shift gears. Question two. What are some current trends in the MGA market that, that, that you think are interesting? All right. So the number one thing that's changed in the market in my eyes and in a lot of eyes is because the, the world has changed, the global economy has shifted, the pandemic has affected so many things that the risks that, that are, that some or many carriers would be maybe taking a look at sometimes now they won't or there's things out there like you know data privacy cybersecurity uh climate change exposure things like that that are more you know uh, that are that are more conducive currently to an mga and writing a niche business so the mj market is exploding like it's it's an amazing good news is if you have good mgas you have access to all of these great markets and you have access to the world of insurance. You can write anything with your MGAs and they're growing and that's positive. That's the very, that's the good news. The bad news, and this is, this is a, a trend that I'm on board, we're all trying to get on board with changing, but the bad news right now is that the MGAs are probably farther behind in the innov innovation scale, you know, the technology boom than, than your, your typical carriers. And that, that connection between the agency and the MGA and then the MGA with their carrier is, is not as technologically advanced as even the carrier to agency relationships that you have now, which are some good and some still working to be more innovative. So that would be kind of, you know, off the top of my head, the two, Two things that are the most important. One, boom, good news. MGAs are growing. They're there for us. They've got all this great opportunity right now with everything that's going on in the world. And then number two is we all need to lean in. And it's, and it's, uh, it's on us. It's on companies like Vertifor. It's on agencies. It's on the other carriers and the carriers that the MGAs work with to work together to streamline the process to make you as an agency efficient enough to compete in because the timing and the pace and everything is moving at a rate that is, is what it will meet the expectations of your prospects and your clients. I'm very excited about the, the progress that the MGA market's making, but it needs to continue and it needs to go faster. The pace needs to pick up. 
the technology needs to become uh, synonymous with fast. And currently that is not always the case. So, and question number three, uh, do you know of any specific ways agencies are successfully attracting younger talent? Yes, we are going to talk about younger talent again. This question was asked again. It comes up over and over because it is such an important part of what's going on in our industry right now. And how do we attract young, talented people, you know, fresh out of college, the, the newest, freshest, how do we get them into our industry? So here's the four things to me, and you've, you've heard me say some of these in the past, but I'm going to say it in this way. So maybe you want to write them down. Number one of the four, you need your user experience for your, for your employees to be as if they were sitting in front of their laptop at their house. They need that experience to be user-friendly, modernized, and of the look and the pace and the movement within the, the clicks that they, that they deal with every single day. I've said this before and I will say it again, last, this fall or this spring, that was last spring, was the first year that college graduates were older than Google and Amazon. That means that their entire lives, they've had those things. So they, think about the mindset that goes along with that. Google has changed everything. Think about us, you know, I'm old. I remember having to go to the library and check out a book so I could get information to write a paper in, in all the way into college. I just dated myself really bad there, didn't I, Dylan? Um, but those, those younger folks, I wonder what the net worth of Bill Gates is. Click, 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 Google, there's your number. I wonder how many minutes it would take me to drive to that restaurant. Click, 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 it's on the map, on my phone, done. I mean, the, the, big, the big shift years ago was the, you know, you could go on to, you know, Google Maps or MapQuest and you could print it up and put it in your car and use that as a map. So I, and the reason I'm saying these, I'm dating myself is because we, are, we have an older group of, of people in decision-making positions in our industry that have to look at this through a different lens. You have to look at it and you have to create a, a user-friendly environment. The user experience of your employees needs to resemble what they're used to on a daily basis. If you do that, when they come in to meet you, when they come in to work for you, they will enjoy that, they will want to work hard, and they will stay and do great things. Number two, which goes in line with that one, which is creating a culture, creating a brand for your agency, your business. This isn't just specific to insurance, but it, but it is in our conversation. Creating a culture that, that starts with things like the way your technology presents, the, the feel of your office, are, are, do, your, do your people feel like they're, they're fighting a good cause to get people insured, to protect them from peril? Have you created a culture of empowerment? That's what young, talented people, not, they don't want that. They demand that. That's number two. Number three, this is, and this is an interesting one. The word is flexibility. What does that mean? It means something different to every agency. It means something different to every employee. But since 2020, flexibility has become extremely important to everyone 
very, very important to young talent. Think about it in terms of we work in a stable, rock solid, great business, unpenetrable, made it through the pandemic, you know, all of those things. But now do I work from home? Do I work from the office? Do I have flexibility? Will my boss, my manager, the owner of my company that I work for, will they work with me and allow me to work the schedule that's going to make me the most productive and make me happy, empowered, feel like I'm in part of, part of something good? And that's, again, to your culture. So being flexible is a huge part of the, the solution moving forward for, for bringing and attracting and keeping. It's not just attracting, keeping young talent. And the fourth thing, which I think is super important, and I, I've said this, it's been a long time since I've said this, but it was, it was on um, a podcast we did last year on diversity. But I think inclusion and diversity in your agency is absolutely paramount right now. If, if I go to a website or if you go to your website and you go to the About Us page or the staff page and it's a bunch of middle-aged white dudes, you, you, you think young talent doesn't, isn't looking for more diversity, looking for more inclusion? Think about it in those terms. Now, that doesn't mean you have to fire for your staff. You need to start thinking in those terms acting in those terms and really presenting that as part of your culture. It's, it's, it's hard. We had a conversation internally when, you know, when we were talking about guests for the podcast and I'm look and I'm constantly looking for guests, really good guests that I know will bring value to these conversations for our listeners. And uh, Catherine, who works on our team does a great job with our content she, she said, hey, we need to get some more diversity in here because we'd gone on a run of like three or four very big names, white, you know, 40 to 60 year old males. And she's right. But it, it can be hard when those are the people that have, you know, sort of been the, you know, the majority in this industry for so long, the, the, the masses, um, but it's on you as, as agencies, as people, to look at those four things, and that one includes in, inclusion and diversity, I think is, is as important as anything. So let me repeat that real quick. So the four things is the user experience, making it user-friendly from a technology perspective. Number two, developing your culture, developing your brand. Number three, flexibility. And number four, inclusion and diversity. If you can nail those four things, young talent will come work for you and they'll stay, they'll be happy and you'll be glad you did it. So that was the third question. Um, I really do like these episodes. Please, please, everyone that's, that listens, um, send me direct messages, send me questions. Love to get your questions on the air. Um, we do this, this episode about every three or four weeks with our rants and with obviously with our great guests that we have. Um, thank you for all of you that listen to the show, send messages, make sure you're connected with me on LinkedIn. And like I said, send me direct messages. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you could, please also go to vertifor.com, go to the resources tab, click on podcasts and subscribe there as well. Great bonus content. You get to be part of a different conversation from there. 
Again, thanks for all of you that tune in. Thanks for listening. Hope that there was something there that you could take back to your day and helped you and keep the questions coming. Thanks everybody. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.